This is the Purposeful Career Podcast with Carla Hudson, episode number 15. I'm Carla Hudson, brand strategist, entrepreneur, and life coach. Whether you're on the corporate or entrepreneur track, or maybe both, decades of experience has taught me that creating success happens from the inside out. It's about having the clarity, self-confidence, and unstoppable belief to go after and get everything you want. If you'll come with me, I'll show you how. Well, hello, friends. I hope you had an amazing week. It is spring in Dallas. There is not a cloud in the sky, and it is gorgeous. This time of year is amazing because all around us, everything is turning green again. Things are growing. And I think for most of us, our thoughts naturally start to shift from being cold and kind of hunkering down, especially after the last year, into in this time of spring, what new things we might want to go do. I mean, after all, like if you're on the corporate track, this is the time of year, the second quarter, when most companies do most of their hiring. Certainly people hire throughout the year, but it really picks up in the second quarter. And I think it's no accident, right? Everything's in bloom. Everyone's starting to think about the possibilities. In the case of corporations, they're starting to think about how do they hit those numbers for the year. And so they go out and look for new talent and fill open roles so they can go make those things happen. And for us, it's no different. And that's why I really wanted to spend April looking at why we get stuck and how to get unstuck so we can actually start going after the new things that we want to go do. And if you're new here, you're just joining me and this is your first episode, I hope that you'll go back at least to episode 13. Hope you listened to all of them, but especially go back to 13 because that's the start of this series. And it's where we first introduce you to the four reasons you might be choosing to stay stuck. And I did that episode from slightly different perspective, because usually when we think about being stuck or getting unstuck, there's a lot of focus on things you should go do in order to get unstuck. But what I wanted to do at the start of this series is take a different perspective of it and look at, well, if we get stuck, and by the way, so many people do at many different times of their lives, whether it's on the personal front or the professional front, why do we get stuck? Because there's an important psychological reason, and it's that we get ourselves to a place of being very fearful so that we will hunker down and play small so that we can avoid feelings of discomfort. And we use these fear-based thoughts to make us pull back and kind of shrink down into a smaller version of ourselves. Because by doing that, we can choose not to move forward into the unknown. And when we choose not to move forward or to stay stuck, we get to avoid feeling discomfort. And for many of us, we'd rather play small than be uncomfortable. 
And there are four reasons we do this. So go back to episode 13, if you haven't already, and give that a listen, because it's kind of an interesting way to think about it. Because I think sometimes we get stuck, we accuse ourselves and we blame ourselves for not being courageous or whatever. And the real thing is, I think it's important to come from this from a place of understanding and empathy. And I think it's helpful to look at it first of how might being stuck serve us? Not from the perspective of growth, but from the perspective of making us feel better. So once we have that understanding, it's kind of easier to look at it and say, oh, I get why I was doing this. And I understand now that I just don't feel comfortable and that maybe I sort of need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's really at the heart of what it means to be unstuck is embracing discomfort. But in each of the four episodes that come after episode 13, we're really taking each one of the four that we introduced you to, and we're going to dive deep. And so in episode 14, that was last week, we looked at fear of the unknown. And this is where we make the not knowing how to do something not knowing what the new thing will look like or be like, stop us from moving forward. We sort of build it up into this big, huge, scary ball of fear. And we we use that to convince ourselves that we shouldn't try because we don't really know. And because we don't know, because we haven't experienced it before, it's better to stay where we are. That the known or the familiar is far more preferable to the new or the unfamiliar. This is behind so many of the things that hold us back in our careers, whether it's about not going for the new promotion or staying in a job or a company we dislike, rather than exploring the new opportunity with the new company that we've never worked at before that we might not know much about. Or maybe it's about not starting that business or side hustle because you don't know how to get started huge, huge thing with so many aspiring entrepreneurs is the not knowing syndrome. Like, I don't know how to do it. So I can't do it. But you know, it's not logical. There's always everything we're doing now. There was a point where we didn't know how to do it. You know, if you go back to being a baby, you actually had to learn how to walk, you had to learn how to feed yourself. We've spent our whole life learning how to do things we didn't previously know how to do. But for some reason, when we get to adulthood, sometimes we stop realizing that it's okay to do new things we haven't done before, that it's just part of continuing to grow. And instead, we start judging ourselves or making those things be something that we fear. So that was last week. And it's worth a listen if you haven't done that yet. But now in episode 15, in this week's episode, we're going to explore another big one, which is fear of judgment, or as I like to call it, fear of what quote unquote, they will think. And this, as we all know, is huge. We have all had that thought. So let's go ahead and dive in because this is going to be a really great uh, and helpful episode. So fear of judgment or what others or they will think is where we avoid taking a risk or trying something new because we fear what others will think of us if we do. And this applies equally to whether 
we fear failure or even fear success. And so we're going to take a look at that right now because there's really something innate that's wrapped up in this fear of what others think. You know, for so many of us in the age of the internet and social media, where to some extent it's about portraying this ideal image of ourselves to others, it's more prevalent than maybe ever before in our history, certainly more visible and tangible. We worry how we look to others, literally and figuratively. We worry about our image, about how well it fits or matches with our peer group. Or we also worry about being less than or different from the tribes that we wish to be associated with or relate to. And you know, humans have always been tribal by nature. So to one degree or another, although it's taken on many forms over the millennia, we have always been concerned with fitting in, with being a part of the tribe. For our caveman ancestors, being part of the tribe equated to being safe, to surviving, actually. Being different from others in the tribe for our caveman ancestors might have meant being cast out, which could have equated to death. That instinct is part of our primitive brain, the part that's about kind of keeping us safe from danger. And so while we've come a long way from our caveman days, and there are, of course, not lions roaming our streets, we still have a deep, deep desire to belong, to be accepted, to be viewed as acceptable, to be part of the tribe. It's part of how we're socialized. I mean, when we're growing up, Many of us are taught that it's important to quote unquote, look respectable to others. We hear things like, what will the neighbors think? Or what will they think if we do that? So it's about, again, presenting an image that we think others will think makes us acceptable. I mean, that's what middle school is all about, right? It's about fitting in, wearing the right brand, sitting at the right lunch table, going to the right parties. I mean, not for everyone, but it's a thing. You know, and it's where bullying comes from because some people are deemed not to fit in. It's innate in our nature. And, you know, now with social media, I would say it's, it's gone from kind of a innate instinct into what for many people is an unhealthy obsession. And I'm not trying to judge, but, you know, using all the right photo filters or apps to make ourselves look perfect. I mean, this week, I think I saw on social media that Khloe Kardashian and her management team were scraping the internet, trying to remove images that uh, were not, had didn't have the right proper photo filter kind of put on there and that there was poor lighting. I mean, she looked beautiful, right? But she didn't look that perfectly curated version of how she chose to look And so she wanted all of those images pulled down. That's what social media has done for us. We are obsessed, some of us, with how we look about managing our image, which is just another form of caring what, quote unquote, they will think. I think it's important to take a look at it. I mean, we carry this into our professional lives by focusing a lot on fitting in with our work culture or colleagues and conforming to what other people in the work tribe are and how they present themselves 
And we try to match that so we can quote unquote fit in. And if we don't fit in, we know we're at risk, right? Of being on the outside. And when the layoffs come, sometimes those are the people that go, the ones who are sort of on the outside of the culture. And so it's why we fear so deeply sometimes moving on from or evolving our career or life, because we worry what they will think if we change. If we stop being the person that we've been, and we start being the next level version of ourselves, how will we be judged, whether we succeed or fail? And what will happen as a result? Can we lose our job? Will we lose our friends? Will we hurt our relationships with our family? That's why so many of us don't pursue the big dreams if they differ too much from the tribe we identify with. Whether it's a family or a friend or a company you work for or the people you're connected to on social media, we worry, some of us, that they will think we're foolish or that we don't fit or that we worry that they'll talk about us behind our back or whatever. But I would submit that if this is really a thing for you, that it's actually about something much deeper. When we concern ourselves overly with what, quote unquote, they will think, when it becomes something that moves from just something you casually think about to something that, because like I said, it is instinctual. I I think, you know, unless you're antisocial, again, I'm not trying to judge, all of us care to some degree that the way we're presenting ourselves is acceptable or whatever. And so to some extent, it's just part of who we are and it's part of the human experience. But when it becomes something that holds you back, it's worth taking a look at where that might be coming from. Because a lot of times it isn't so much about what they think. There's actually a much deeper reason that we're probably not connected to. And that is this. Many times an over obsession with what they will think or how we might be judged is holding us back. It's less about what others will think, even though that's what we've been telling ourselves. And it's more about how we see ourselves. That is quite profound. And it's true. I know from my coaching practice that once you really get to the heart of what's going on with people, and it kind of doesn't matter what any problem is across the spectrum, to some degree, most of us believe on some level that we're not enough. We're not good enough. We're not perfect enough. We're not whatever enough. I mean, Oprah worries, she says, about whether she's good enough. Jennifer Lopez worries about whether she's pretty enough. Look at Khloe Kardashian, the, the photo filter thing. You know, it's a, it was a beautiful picture. Many of us would love to have that picture of ourselves out there. And for her, it was a horrific thing. That's where this not enoughness, that's where this fear of what they will think comes from. We first actually start to wonder ourselves whether we're good enough. Because most of us deeply believe that we're lacking in some way. So we're actually, in fact, judging ourselves. You know how that works. 
It's when our inner critic, that negative internal voice that for some of us runs on a continual loop, trash talks and demeans and shames us into playing small. Over time, we believe those things that our inner critic is telling us about us. We think they're actually true. And then these negative inner beliefs become a mirror of how we think others view us, even if they don't. Even if we have no evidence that they're judging us, we believe they're judging us because we're judging ourselves. So basically, what you're thinking about yourself, you believe others will think about you. The seed of this internal judgment typically comes from our early experiences, like people or events, and what you've made those things mean about you. For example, maybe you had a hypercritical parent. Or maybe you had a teacher who told you you weren't as smart as your sibling or good at this particular thing. Or maybe you got teased and ridiculed about some aspect of you. Maybe you just judged yourself by observing the quote unquote perfection of others that you observed. And then you compared it to yourself and decided that you were less than you should be. These experiences all get stored away in our brain without us realizing it. We've made them mean that we're flawed or challenged versus others in some way. And they're stored away. And we come to believe a whole series of things about ourselves that aren't true. Like maybe I'm just a slow learner. I look dumb when I try new things. I'm just awkward. I could never do that. I'm just not good at things like that. Those are not truths about us. Although we believe they are, if they're in our mind, they're actually just thoughts, thoughts that we've had over and over again, not helpful thoughts, of course, but they're thoughts that just got stored away in our brain without us realizing it. And then we think those thoughts over and over again until they become beliefs. And eventually we think these things are just true. And because we think they're true, we project these onto others. And we believe these mean, judgmental things that we think about ourselves are things that others will think about us as well. Because after all, we think they're true. So if they're true, of course, everyone's going to think that. So we believe that if we go for that promotion or start the new business, we'll get judged especially if we fail or stumble a little bit. So we hold ourselves back. We don't do the new things we want to go do. Now, of course, there are also people out there who actually do freely judge others. But it's important to remember that this is also a mirror. But in this instance, it's about how the people who are judging think about themselves. Just like how you think about yourself, you think others think about you. These people who just wander around judging everyone, the internet trolls and whatever, it's really how they feel about themselves. They don't think they're good enough or capable enough in some way, and they then reflect that judgment onto other people. My point is this, fear of judgment and judgment itself is always a reflection of what is happening inside the person doing the judging. It comes from inside the person who's doing the judging. 
It's never about the person being judged. So what you are fearing others may judge you for, you're probably also judging yourself for. And the same for those who would judge you. They're judging others about the things they judge themselves for. Absolutely every single thing in our life is an inside job. The key to not being concerned about what quote unquote they will think about you is by learning to care more about what you think about you. This is the work of our lives. It's what we teach inside my virtual coaching program, Next Level. Inside Next Level, we do the inner work to unwind the negative internal beliefs that don't serve us. So we free ourselves up to go do everything that we want to go do to the best of our ability. And we replace those negative internal beliefs with new empowered beliefs that serve us. That is the key to having a career that is purposeful, hence the name of my business. And I believe that's what everyone can and should have. You deserve to do something with your life that's about more than just making money. That is about having something that is meaningful and rewarding to you and fun. Because honestly, I think all work should and can be fun. Where you free yourself up to kind of boldly go after the things you want without fear of judgment from yourself or anyone else. Where it's okay to stumble and not get it perfect. Because that's actually part of the journey where you get to enjoy being you and all your kind of work in progress and perfection and make that okay instead of like there's something shameful that you need to hide. So many of us believe that if we stay stuck or we choose to play small and shrink away from the dreams or the things that we want to go do, that we're playing it safe. We get to avoid the discomfort of judging ourselves for our imperfections or being judged by others who, remember, are really also judging themselves. But I want you to know something really important. You staying small so you can fit in with what someone else thinks you should do or be to avoid putting yourself out there so you don't have to worry about how others might view that thing. To never realize everything you want to be or could be because you care more about avoiding people saying things behind your back or maybe right out there for the world to see on social media. It is a travesty. It's a waste of your talent. It's limiting your potential and it's preventing the world, your company, your family, your friends, your community, and you of experiencing the gifts that only you can contribute to the world. I am super, super passionate about this because it's something that I did at times in my own career and life. Not so much in my corporate life, although at times it did flare up for me. But when it came time to start this business, it was a huge issue. I was obsessed with what it would mean if I failed. I worried about people from my past corporate life judging me for being a coach and trying to help people. And it just was something that made me crazy <laughs> and caused me honestly to delay starting this business for many years. Like I had this first idea in 2011 and I didn't really 
go at it until 2017. And even then, I didn't really, really, really do it until 2020. Nine years I wasted worrying what other people were going to think. And guess what? It was really about how I was thinking. Who cares what anyone else thinks? Everything that I feared, I projected onto other people and thought that's how they were going to think of me. The only reason I thought of that is because of how I was thinking about myself. So how did I overcome it? Well, I did the inner work to get my own self-view readjusted. And I did this by using the same cognitive-based tools that I use in my practice. When I got certified and I learned this approach, it changed everything. And once I did everything about starting and running this business got easier because I stopped thinking all these negative things about myself. I stopped caring what anyone else might think about me starting a business. I just figured, you know what? I'm trying to help people and I will attract the people that I can help. And the other people will just go on with their lives. I don't spend any time thinking about being judged because I'm no longer judging myself. I was trained in something called causal coaching. We get to the root of what's holding you back, which is always your thoughts. It uses a lot of the principles of cognitive behavioral therapy and the latest in neuroscience, and it helps you understand how your brain works, how your thoughts create your emotions, which inspire your behaviors, which create your results. This is how your life works. And once you understand that, you can actually get to the heart of it, which is about the thoughts you have about yourself and how to make those into something that's serving you. Because the thoughts you have about yourself can actually become fears of what others might judge you for. And when you learn to soothe that inner critic and hit the mute button on the trash talking and the shaming and the belittling it does, you get to start focusing on something different, on what's right with you instead of what's wrong. You get to feel confident and you get to give yourself permission to go do all the things you want to do without fear. And that's when you get to experience all the amazing new achievements that you dream about. And to realize that if and when you do find yourself being judged by others, because you probably will in this day and age of internet trolls and social media and stuff, it's easy to put it into perspective. People get to have their opinions, but you also get to understand where sometimes those opinions come from. And always they are how those people feel about themselves. So they wander around judging other people. So whether it's internet trolls or judgmental coworkers or neighbors or family or friends, you get to realize that the unkind or passive aggressive or nasty things they say are not really about you. They're really about how they think and feel about themselves. And when you really understand this, it sets you free. Self-coaching is the key. If you're interested in learning how, I invite you to join my new Facebook group. It's free. Just search for the Purposeful Career Group on Facebook and request to join. I'll ask you a few questions and then you come inside 
This week, I'm sharing a worksheet and a video to help our members get started with self-coaching. It's literally a 15-minute-a-day practice that can change your life. Your brain is like a muscle. It's like going to the gym. You need to strengthen it, and you can strengthen it. It sounds like a big promise, but it's a promise that really delivers when you do the work. It's a daily workout for your mind, and consistency over time is the key. You can't even imagine the difference having a strong and disciplined thought life can have on your career. Imagine just going for it. Imagine believing that you can do anything. Imagine not giving two hoots what anyone else might think. It's not only a great way to get unstuck. Honestly, it's the only way to live. Check us out on Facebook at the Purposeful Career Group. I hope we see you there. And until next time, make it a great week, my friends. Do you have a life coach? If not, I'd be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program and monthly membership called Next Level. Inside, we take the material you hear on this podcast, study it, and then apply it. Join me at thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Don't forget the, thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Join me and together we'll make your career and life everything you dream of. We'll see you there.